This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International, and I want to welcome you once again to the Warning Radio program. Special guest, Attorney Matt Shea, Pastor Matt Shea. He's an allied attorney with the Alliance Defending Freedom and affiliated attorney with the Pacific Justice Institute. He retired 12-year state representative and former House Republican Caucus chair, currently the senior pastor at On Fire Ministries and Kingdom Christian Academy, Spokane, Washington. Uh, Welcome back, Matt. Great to be back, Dr. Hansen. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing okay. Probably like you, I mean, just running as hard as I can because uh, we need to do something before it's too late. The church has to become alive. It's got to wake up. I mean, things are incredibly moving at such a fast pace to take away our freedoms, Matt. Things are. And uh, today... A uh, hundred days since Evalde, um, that shooting down there in, in Texas. Um, this is a significant day. This is a day I believe, and I don't want to be overly dramatic, but this is a day I believe historians will look back on as a day when uh, a spark was lit. And I believe that the speech that uh, uh, the pretender in the White House is going to give tonight is part of a, a larger uh, shaping operation, and I'll define what that is here in a second, prior to the instigation of what could end up being a global war. But it's primarily about weakening the United States to the point of defeat. And I believe it also is about the deep state using government in all of the administrative branches to turn against uh, Christians and patriots here in America. And I believe his speech tonight is that turning point. Um, many of us have been talking about this for years. Um, the, the worst case scenario is that this results in civil war here in America. The best case result is that it results in a very short-lived uh, attempt at imposing full-on communism here in America, and that is overturned in the elections here in November. We are literally in this spot right now, and shaping operations are operations that uh, are part of fifth-generation warfare, but they're also part of the preparation of the battlefield. Uh, Fifth-generation warfare is the warfare of 
narratives and ideas in a shaping operation is attempting to shape the battlefield prior to something major happening. And what we've seen in the last two weeks is a massive increase in the rhetoric calling uh, Americans that believe in the Constitution and that it means what it says in the values that made this country great fascists. And I'll comment on that here in a second. And also saying that the greatest threat to America right now are people that are in the MAGA movement. Um, in other words, Christians and patriots. Now, just a, a, a note quickly on fascism. First of all, fascism is a socialist ideology. Uh, started uh, primarily by Benito Mussolini in Italy in the 1930s. Benito Mussolini was the uh, chief editor of the Italian socialist newspaper Avanti, which means forward, which, by the way, was Barack Hussein Obama's uh, campaign slogan and is also the campaign slogan of the Communist Party USA. That newspaper uh, had another writer for it named Antonio Gramsci, who is the uh, self-acknowledged uh, father of Fabian socialism, but also acknowledged today by the likes of Saul, uh, from Saul Alinsky to... Uh, the Revolutionary Communist Party is the father of Fabian Socialism. So this newspaper in Italy was the genesis of fascism. So this Italian socialism was the genesis of fascism. And Benito Mussolini saw it as a compromise uh, that Italians would accept because they wouldn't accept full-blown socialism. So this idea of calling us fascists, they're, what they're doing is projecting onto us what they really are themselves and that is people seeking to control the ownership or control the private property and the means of production capital they're trying to control every bit of private property owned in this country if not own it in some capacity so they're, they're just projecting on us what they are themselves and i believe tonight getting back to this pres the the president who i believe is a pretender is going to try to turn the administrative state on patriotic Americans. And I believe that this could result, worst case scenario again, in a civil war in this country. I'm not saying these things lightly. I do not, this is not hyperbole. Um, this is after prayer. This is after just observing things. And at the same time, you have things happening in Asia right now that again, indicate very clearly that we're headed toward war in that part of the world. Wow. Why don't we get to uh, what's going on in Asia before we get into uh, things like the FBI whistleblowers? Yeah, uh, so let's talk about that right now. This is just in, literally as we were getting on the show, just came in to me from Kyoto News. So it's out of Japan. It, it's uh, the title of the article is Japan, Taiwan to begin talks on evacuation plans amid China's threats. Uh, and it's in, uh, Japanese law lawmakers and Taiwanese government officials have agreed to begin talks on how to evacuate Japan's citizens in the event of a possible invasion of the island, a politician said Thursday. Uh, what I was also told with this message was that this was very likely imminent, that this evacuation would begin uh, very, very shortly. So this means that things are ramping up dramatically uh, right now uh, in South uh, Southeast Asia, and I, we're just going to see this continue. Uh, in China, coming, the New American has an article on this. China enforces new COVID-19 lockdowns for millions. 
the Chinese are beginning to lock down their citizens because their economy is collapsing. The housing bubble there has burst, and because they are not getting payments into their banks, they don't have enough liquidity, they don't have enough money on hand for their own citizens to get any money out of the banks. And so um, millions of accounts have been affected in China. And these lockdowns do two things. First of all, keeps their citizens in line because these lockdowns are occurring in major Chinese cities, metropolitan areas. And the second thing that it does is that it uh, allows for trade, a cover for trade to be stopped with the United States of America. In other words, this is trade warfare or part of trade warfare. So those are just two things uh, that talk about Southeast Asia. And then you know, we could go, go on again about the military exercises that are beginning uh, in eastern Russia right now. China and India are participating in those. So there's just, there's just so much happening right now. But the bottom line is this. I believe this is a seminal day in American history this day. And the speech tonight by the pretender in the White House is going to uh, reverberate, I believe, for a generation. Well, you, you mentioned a couple of things. Let's get – I want some clarity. You make you mentioned yeah. the evacuation of, of Japan and Taiwan. Well, the evacuation of Japanese citizens from Taiwan and from some of the islands surrounding uh, Taiwan. Okay, okay. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, we, we know that uh, China is threatening uh, to invade Taiwan. We've brought it out on this program before. And uh, we know also that Japan is increasing constantly and their military is uh, now very powerful and it's, it's, they're only going to uh, continue that line. Uh, they want to have a dominant military again. That's exactly right. And they believe that having all of those citizens, um, you know, will, will do that. And they also understand that if they seize the Chinese, seize Taiwan, they also can control a lot of manufacturing for electronic devices. So that's part of this as well. Yes. And, you know, headline news, FBI whistleblowers begin to come forward following the Mar-a-Lago raid. Uh, it says employees at the agency have started to come forward, according to the Ohio Republican Congressman Jim Jordan. Uh, speaking to Fox News on Sunday, Congressman Jordan revealed that a number of FBI whistleblowers has risen to 14 after the raid at Mar-a-Lago. Jordan said 14 FBI agents have come to our offices, whistleblowers. They are good people. There are a lot of good people in the FBI. It's the top that is the problem. Some of these good agents are coming to us, telling us what is baloney, what's going on, the political nature now of the Justice Department. Uh, God bless them for doing it. Talking about the school board issue, about a whole host of issues. Uh, I've got three headline news discussing the problems with FBI agents reporting on what's going on within the agency, Matt. Yeah, I heard from a source here. I, it's about a year, year and a half ago now that uh, the one of the former number threes, uh, in the FBI very clearly said that uh, the FBI has been so compromised it needs to be completely disbanded and reconstituted from the ground up. I could not agree more with that sentiment. Um, uh, the Muslim Brotherhood and their proxy jihadi organizations have infiltrated the FBI. Communist 
influence has infiltrated the FBI. This isn't just about the politicization of the FBI or turning it into a political arm of the Democrat Party. This is about the infiltration of what is supposed to be a counterintelligence agency to the point that it no longer can possibly fulfill its original mission. This is bigger than it just being politicized. This is about it not being able to uh, to fulfill its original mission. And so as a result, I would agree 100% it needs to be disbanded. It needs to be completely reconstituted. And I believe President Trump would do that uh, if he were there right now. I wrote an article titled, and it'll be coming out in a couple of days, Trump will be president again, but uh, June 20, 2022, Israeli government uh, fell. July 7, 2022, Britain's government collapsed. Now the United States of America is in the process of collapsing due to the same problems that forced the collapse of Britain in the Israeli government's bad leadership. We are literally being destroyed purposely by socialist communist leaders. The hate hate fundamental Christians who believe the Bible is the literal word of God. They are trying to take the God of the Bible out of America by attacking its authority through false science, evolution, religion, and heresies now taught in most churches. Matt? Well, that's a very good summary of it. That's exactly what's happening. I could not agree more. That is exactly what's happening. They are trying to destroy the United States. Now, there are, I'm just going to do some historical analysis right now. One of the issues that happened in Russia with the czarist forces or the forces that were uh, believed in keeping Russia free from Bolshevism was they had some arms, but a lot of those arms were actually turned in by veterans at the end of World War I. The other issue that occurred there is disunity. People would rather be in power than unify for the sake of protecting the country. Now, here in the Trump has been that unifying figure, and Americans have by and large kept their arms. So that those two factors, just historically speaking, regardless of everything else, weigh very much in the favor of what the communists are trying to do here in America failing. This is one of the reasons I believe, and we've talked about this on the show, that they want to indict and arrest President Trump. They, 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 the charges being legitimate is irrelevant, but they want to arrest him and show it in front of the people because they think that that will scatter into disunity the Make America Great Again movement or the, the movement for liberty. It will not. I believe that we're seeing, and I'm witnessing it even at the local level here, we are seeing unification the spirit like I've never seen before. So I think that God is doing something right now. I'm not saying this is going to be easy. I'm not saying that there there's going to be just roses on this path, but I am seeing that while it may be tough, there is still a, a very bright light at the end of the tunnel. And, and I also see that there is an opportunity here. If the church truly stands up, as we've been saying for so many weeks, if the church truly stands up to stop this in its tracks 
and not only see a reversal, but see a reversal for a couple generations as the people that tried to do this are held accountable. Statistics from the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University, May 12, 2022, says a new nationwide survey of America's Christian pastors show the majority pastors lack a biblical worldview. 37% possess a biblical worldview. 62% hold a hybrid worldview known as syncretism. Senior pastors are 41%, 28% among associate pastors, 12% of children's and youth pastors hold a biblical worldview. What are the other 88% of the children and youth pastors that are teaching the most vulnerable and impressionable? What are they teaching them, Matt? <laughs> well, if they're not teaching a biblical worldview, they're teaching a satanic worldview. Let's just be really blunt about this. And I think, though, when you, when you cite those statistics, 37%, I believe is what you said, for biblical worldview, that's still enough. That's still enough. But it doesn't mean we shouldn't be challenging our brothers and sisters who are in the pulpit to, to start doing the right thing now. The male pastors in the pulpit right now need to be men of courage. They need to be men of courage. And they need to be preaching the word of God and understand what a biblical worldview is. A lot of them don't even know because they've never been taught. Or they, they have been taught and have intentionally rejected that. But I believe that's a small minority. I believe there, that most of these people have never been taught. They've listened to the wrong sources. They've been indoctrinated by the wrong sources. And so it's our job with, with radio shows like this to make sure that they're being challenged and that they are teaching a biblical worldview. Let me, let me be really clear on what a biblical worldview is. Free markets and the idea of a free market economy comes from the Bible. Specifically, thou shalt not steal. And thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's property. The gospel of envy is socialism. Socialism is rooted in evil, all of its forms. The idea that capitalism is in and of itself racist is a satanic, anti-biblical worldview. Christianity is not racist. Christianity said there, sh there can be salvation for every human being, regardless of ethnicity. That there is one race, the human race. So... The, if, if somebody's teaching against that, the, the biblical worldview there, that inherently people uh, are racist or inherently this is there or inherently that is all Marxist ideology, which is rooted in evil, and that is not biblical worldview. So let's be really blunt about this. If someone is teaching anything from Marxist worldview or teaching socialist economics, that is not according to the Bible. So that is anti-biblical. That is not biblical worldview. And we, we then can say, okay, what are you teaching in your church? The idea of critical race theory, that is not a biblical worldview. Stop teaching that. Teach what the Bible says. We all have the opportunity of salvation. Jesus Christ died on the cross for us all. If we want to receive that wonderful gift that he paid for on the cross of eternal life. We all have the ability to do that. But when you start teaching critical race theory, what you're essentially saying is that white people don't have the opportunity at salvation. You're saying that 
It's, it's impossible to get past it, that, that what Jesus did on the cross is not powerful enough, that his blood isn't powerful enough to solve these problems when it actually is. So let's be really blunt about this issue that salvation is for all ethnicities. And Jesus meant what he said when he said it is finished. Socialism is not the solution. Jesus Christ is. You know, Jesus warned when he returned, will he find faith? Uh, Truly, the church is compromised, polluted, and sick, and crying for judgment to fall on it. No politician is going to save America. We need to understand that. We, We want to put in good politicians, and it's important. I want to. It's part of the Great Commission. But yet... That alone will not save America. Even the Republican Party are compromising on sins of abomination, homosexuality and everything. Only the church can bring us back to prosperity under God and avoid judgment. We've got to understand what sin is, and homosexuality is part of sin, and uh, even the Republicans are now accepting it. That's correct. And again, we don't want to be that generation that just gives up. But I believe there's enough of America. There's enough of America that is awake. But we need, again, to be unified and remain unified in the effort and understand the tactics and the strategies of the enemy and come against that. There's enough of America that is awake right now. And you know how I know that, Dr. Hansen, is because if enough of America wasn't awake, they wouldn't have to cheat in elections. They wouldn't have to do these propaganda shaping operations. If enough of America was not awake, they wouldn't have to do any of that. Well, I, I but, know uh, that I know yeah. that enough America is awake to tyranny and socialism and communism, a loss of freedom, but we got to also get back to understanding what brings judgment, and that's sin. Four exactly. sins bring judgment on a nation, idolatry, yep. immorality, killing the innocent, and dividing the land of Israel in America is guilty. And uh, we need to understand this. Yes, we're aware that we're losing our freedoms, but we also have to stop not only losing our freedoms, we have to get right with God. Amen. And I I believe that the Supreme Court decision opened the door to a national repentance on one of those sins that you talked about. But returning, I mean, now at the state level, are we going to return the Ten Commandments to the classroom? Are we going to... And if that isn't going to happen, are we going to exit the government schools and create our own schooling at every single church in every single state so that our kids can be trained up in the way that they should go so that there is morality taught to the next generation, that they understand the, the, what you've talked about so many times, the, the things that are the judgment, the science that is the judgment of God. So we have this opportunity right now. Are we going to take it? And I, I believe that there is a, a, a very significant portion of the church that wants to do this. I'm wondering if they know how. And that is why, like you said, and I 100% agree, it has to start with repentance. Because once we repent and turn toward God and we're, we're facing him, then he will show us how to do this. Well, you're, you're exactly right, Matt. And... Um... That's that's the whole point of Eagle Saving Nations. We we need to get back to another great awakening. We must get back to the reality of the power of God. 
through Pentecost. Jesus said, go tarry. Uh, we must not only have a biblical worldview, we must carry out that view with uh, the authority of Jesus Christ residing in us so we can walk out and work out our salvation and bring peace to the nations. Again, Jesus isn't going to leave heaven to do our job. The bride of Christ must understand it's God-given responsibility to stop tyranny and bring peace and salvation and healing to the nations. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Warning Radio Program. Special guest, Matt Shea. Matt Shea, again, is a senior pastor now. He was in the House of Representatives. Why don't you name the church, Matt, that you're pastoring in Spokane? We're here at On Fire Ministries, spokaneonfire.churchcenter.com. We are so excited about what's been happening the last couple of weeks. We had 6,000 people in downtown Spokane at the Sean Foyt event repenting, being healed, being delivered. It was an amazing event, and there's more to come, and we just need to press into our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you. Tune in again to the Warning Radio Program. We're on each and every day. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org. See what we're doing on television and radio daily, as well as see again the programs that Matt has been on in the past, each one of them filled with so important truth that we must understand. Ladies and gentlemen, we need another great revival, and one is coming. God bless you. I'll see you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.